And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there's known the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we are a little bit biased. I am your host, Brian NKC. You can follow the podcast at HEFPond. Give me a follow if you want. That is at uh, KZSGE. Uh, we are available on Instagram, Facebook, and of course, you can always drop us uh, your opinions via email. Hey, I drink Frankfurt at gmail.com, facebook.com slash HEFPod, where we drop all the latest news and information covering the Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language, all in one perfect location for you to keep track of your eagles. And of course, the Instagram. Uh, hey, Eintracht Frankfurt, run by none other than today's uh, guest from the Big Apple. It is Matt in New York. Hey, bud. Hey, man. Great to hear your voice again instead of listening to you through Spotify. Been a while. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, every time I'm like not listening and then I have to listen to the podcast and I listen to you, Chris and Nathan talk, and the amount of times I just jump in, I'm just like, no, shut up. This is how it goes. I'm just so infuriated because like <laughs> I should have been a part of it. But it's great to hear you, hear, hear your voice again, Brian. No problem. It's my pleasure to have you back on, considering the amount of uh, shenanigans that we are all having to deal with from our own unique sports teams that also do not happen to deal with the Eintracht. We can get, we need as much of a vent session as possible. Am I right? <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> well, folks, if you can't tell by the tone in our voices, it's because the Eintracht did not come around with uh, the win uh, at the weekend. So we went to Zinsheim, right outside that village that's called Hoffenheim, to play Hoffenheim. Uh, Hoffenheim, who had just recently posted a 6-3 victory over Greuther Firth. Um, and, Empty uh, stadium. Yeah. yeah. And they came out to an empty stadium, nearly empty, but then again, Look, that torrential downpour that was going on in Germany, it looked pretty miserable to sit through to begin with. So I kind of didn't blame the home fans who are not exactly the most long-term, long-suffering sort of a fans of that club. You know, I gave credit to the away fans who did make the trip to them. I say, wow, uh, you've got some guts to stick it out through all that wet, through all that cold Looked horrible. And you could say in bits, so did the Eintracht. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a sloppy game from the start. I mean, it didn't even, you would expect the conditions would make it sloppy. But, like, look, two great goals off the bat from both teams. I mean, Bore with a great header. Geiger with a great shot. You know, nothing Trap can do there as sensational he has been. And then it just kind of turn the rails from there, you know. Hoffenheim just kept running the ball a little bit forward. It felt like we were controlling the game a lot more in the first half than we were in the second half, but I don't know. I it just it seemed like we wanted it to happen, but it just it just wasn't the day for it, you know. Can totally concur on that, man. Um the fa- sheer fact that the Eintracht at the end of the day really just was not up to it. It's it's not like we haven't seen this before. Uh, from this team but you know what at the end of the day sometimes you run up against a team that in Hoffenheim is on a bit of a streak and sometimes 
it's all you can do just to try and not look too too bad at the end of it. It's kind of like when Bayern Munich gets on one of their heaters and there's no, you know that they're upcoming and you're just like, just get the pain over with. You yeah. Know, Hoffenheim right now. Bar- but the difference yeah, I, do, is, I do, I do get, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> yeah, not that Hoffenheim doesn't have the money, but look, this is a team that we kept on scratching our head and wondering when we looked at the Bundesliga table. Now we kind of enjoyed the plastic club struggling, but we all agreed that they were underperforming, and this year it's almost they're having their reciprocal happen. They're finally. You know, playing up to their expectations. This is the opposition we're talking about. I know, but look, the I mean, what look, they came if, out if, with if, this if, is if, a good team. Yes, I agree, and I think we were, and I and I kind of want to re- retract most of my statements from the beginning of the season because, like, if you look at the Bundesliga table, like, if everybody above us loses next week and we win, like, we're up in seventh already, you know. And last weekend we were up all the way up down to fifteenth, or even I'm sorry, fourteenth, but like. It's it's tight in the Bundesliga right now. You know, everyone is losing to each other and winning. Like now, there's not that many ties being held. Um, besides, like, of course, Köln, obviously us, because we just draw every single game we play. But like, look at the results. Like, we beat a fairly good Freiburg team who were defensively strong and had a great offense as well. And we ended up having a clean sheet against them. And we haven't had a clean sheet since. Antwerp, I think. Yeah, literally since Antwerp. And then, you know, we beat Union Berlin, who's also in seventh right now, which is another decent team. Um, Greta Fjord, obviously, that was a red flag. We already made our thoughts about that. I mean, we're going to put that in the bag. I mean, three points is three points at this point. But, like, it looks like we're hitting our stride now. You know, it seems like, I mean, love the man to death, but Hasebe is doing a much better job controlling the game from the back than Hinti is, you know? And I don't know if we have to make a change where we may have to uh, sit Tuta, have Hinti, Hasebe, and Indika play in the back, which I would prefer because that's just experience right there. And those are the three players that we've, you know, worked a lot with. And with Hasebe, you know, playing, it's almost like, you know, we have a 37-year-old man who's seems like jumping in the youth of fountain all the time, but we have a player coach on the field, you know, and that's, that's probably best case scenario, especially in the back line in a struggling back line that we have. Proper field general, as they say, uh, on the, on the pitch with Hasebe. And in case anyone did not know, um, he's actually going through his coaching badges right now as we speak. So, um, future he, tra- he did a session manager. last week as well. He trained a session. Exactly. There you go. I mean, this is the kind of guy that you want in the team. Uh, we're putting a good spin on this because, to me, look, you needed to kind of have a result that didn't heighten up the pressure against uh, heading into, to me, I think that this makes the players actually a little bit more loose when it comes to playing against Fenerbahce because we made a lot of we made a lot of changes. Rolda, Hauga went on for a Yakik in Kamada, rather, you know, in much earlier than normal uh, in the second half. Uh, Paciencia was struggling. For Lindstrom. And the thing was, like, you saw in uh, Ache for Chandler, you know, you saw some guys who typically don't get subbed on until much later, but in the Europa League campaign, Something that you always have to do is consistently rotate, but I liked at least from this standpoint that uh, once we started making all of our substitutions, 
the entire match turned on its head in our favor. Like you started seeing uh, the excitement that you saw from the first half of Eintracht. You know, there were a lot of good bits, but I think honestly, once that second goal went in, it was kind of like, yikes. Well, when that third goal went in in the 58th minute, I was like, Jesus Christ, we are flat-footed as hell here in the first 20 minutes of the second half, or 15 minutes of the second half. We looked so bad, and yet the the hardcore heavy duty amount of changes that we then made guess what you know to me that showed life and it very much was able to give belief that you know what feeling feeling rather confident when it comes to uh the Fenerbahce match to me because yeah. the way that we dominated the way we still played through the center uh dribble so and rolled it you saw that you know even though they won't play in the starting 11 match in match out, like the connection was still there. And that lends me to think that, uh, we're that we can make some like, look, we've already qualified for at least the preliminary round of the knockout round, uh, which means that we'll fit that you, uh, the eight second place teams play the eight third place teams for the Champions League, which we want to avoid if at all costs, because that's then matches in February as opposed to matches in March. Um, I'm. Like, I think I think we're finding our stride sucks. with our bench, and I think we're starting to figure out how to use our how to create depth in our bench. You know, because at first we didn't really have a bench because we thought you know we were subbing on these players that made absolutely zero impact on the game, so. You know, I think we're starting to find out because now we're putting Rode in another experienced player who can at least give us, you know, a solid 20 minutes at most, you know. Um, and then, you know, we add Paciencia in there who is super sub of the season. He should, there should be like a, <laughs> a sixth man award in the Bundesliga or but it'd be a 12th man, but don't take that away from the fans. Um you know, it's it's we're we're finding we're finding our our way here. You know, I still wish we were still putting Hustich in at some points here. He's not even mentioned on the bench. <laughs> like Hustich, Aiden, man, I'm I'm rooting for you, man. If you listen to us, like I want you on the field as much as you do. Like I know you can make a huge difference for us. Um, but it's so funny because in the graphic within like the first, I think 25 or 30 minutes of the game, um, ESPN literally showed, you know how they usually show in the top left corner, like what side of the field they're using with like those black arrows. Oh God, yes. Dude, left side was a hundred percent. And I was like, love it. Like, that's just how you know you use the best side of the field and just keep utilizing it. And it's hilarious that Glasner made the subs on, you know, only the right side with, uh, with the exception of Kamada because Chandler, Jakic and Lindstrom are all played on the right side of the field. I'm pretty sure, um, besides, you know, switching between Jakic and so, but, um, it's, it's, it's funny how badly we abuse, you know, Kostic, and that's probably why we had to make the change on the right side, because there was no creativity, like, nothing was happening over there, um, I wish yeah. we would have made a change on that earlier, but hey, you know what, uh, Maybe we're looking towards Chandler being uh, coming off from the bench when it comes to playing in the Europa League. You know, saving him for um, Sunday's uh, match against uh, Leverkusen. And, you know, hey, look, I, I totally understand it. You know, you got to, with this many matches and this leadway time, a little of time, you need to kind of utilize the assets that you do have. I would just like to see a little bit more... Um, if you know for a fact that the right side is not working, changing stuff up. Look, Paciencia, his goal. Yeah, 
(laughs) You don't score a goal like that if you don't have, one, the talent, two, the confidence. And how do you get the confidence? By playing in matches and for... You don't when we started and the season, awareness. we were talking about him as a failure coming back to the Eintracht and we're like what the hell are we gonna I, do oh, with this whoa, guy? Whoa, whoa, who is we here? This situation. I always, I always was a fan of Paciencia. I never thought he should be a starter, but I never wanted it, us to sell him. Like when we had reports of him selling, I was like, why? Like why? He's a great off the bench player. Mm-hmm. And he no we it yet again. <laughs> when I exactly. say we, I say the majority of this podcast. Uh, yeah, because and then another hater. I think who was the other hater you guys hated? I want to say it was. Oh, I'll remember it. I gotta look at the. You roster. mean Kamada? No, we all hate Kamada except for you. Um. <laughs> Tuta. I think I think I think I was getting hate from Tuta, like loving Tuta, like we should be giving him more options as well. I wanted to say. Hey, look, it has turned out to be a great move on our part. Oh well, that's because of injuries, but that's besides the point. Helps, (laughs) helps, helps, helps. Um, But you know, Paciencia. At this point in time, uh, Matt, are you willing to throw him in in the starting eleven on Thursday? No, he's a super sub. I don't think he has. I don't think he has a the stamina to play. You know, in for the full ninety minutes, maybe let alone sixty minutes. I think he is a great striker because of his awareness. I think he knows where to be in the right spots, and that's how you know you're a good striker is to mm-hmm. be in the right spots in the right, you know, right time. It's all about timing as a striker most of the time, unless you're, you know. Messi, Lewandowski, you know, Ronaldo, who can create their own chances. Um, not the case for Paciencia. I think if we keep Bore up top, because, you know, he's kind of playing in form, he's kind of playing out sock, out of his socks right now, you know, that kind of, that, that trifecta between him, Kamada, and Lindstrom seems to be working out really, really well. Um, with Custard still feeding balls to him. I mean, I can't believe Bore scored a header goal. I mean, the guy's like, what, 5'8", five, 5'9"? Five, <laughs> like, holy crap. Like, that just shows how good of a, uh, what's it called? Playmaker Costages because if you can ma- ma- provide a header assist to someone that short, like you should be recognized yeah. for that. Not that yeah. he's ever recognized. The one but... time that the short corner works, <sighs> yeah, never. But it did that time, so sold. <laughs> yeah, gosh. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I mean, boy, do you think Paciencia should be a starter now? I think at least he's earned a run out versus Fenerbahce. Um, throw him out there against Fenerbahce. If you want to throw Bore on to basically win the, you know, with his size, that will be good to kind of body up uh, the Fenerbahce players. And playing in Turkey can be rough at times, but if you bully them enough, they can collapse like a clump of broccoli. And I would then throw Bore on. Now, it, in, if you're starting Paciencia, throw Bori on at, you know, like the 60-something minute. Because then he's got a full head of steam. He's ready, rocking, ready to just absolutely jumping off of the bench. Jumping out of his shoes, ready to go. And he's going to run at them. And those guys are just going to be worn down even more, way more so uh, than, I think, they would normally because I think that uh, against a Fenerbahce, that's you need to kind of show them who's the boss 
And Bore will not do that. Paciencia can offer at least that. So I love how we forgot about Sam Lammers. So that's 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 um, that's another name right there who was yeah. fairly hot start, you know, and then it just seems like that we just completely because it seemed well, like he confidence. was like a younger well not that it just seemed like i think glossner saw that he was like a younger paciencia with just a little bit more um you know pep in his step but not as much as the awareness because obviously the the experience isn't there as much as paciencia has but mm-hmm. it's just funny that you know we don't talk we have not we haven't heard his name or seen his name on the time on you know, the team sheet since nam so it yeah been quite a moment for him since he's been in it so that being said um kind of last few bits before we kind of write off the first segment um gonna throw this in here um kevin trapp was this one of the times that he looks mortal um i mean Yes, I mean no one's perfect. Everybody's human, you know. I mean, if you're pay if you're playing thirty four games a season, you're bound to have one, two, maybe three bad games. You know, I mean, did that parry the that second goal? Should that have gone somewhere good, else? But yes. you know this. Yeah, he's Germany's best keeper. I'm going to say that flat out right now. He is Germany's best keeper currently. He's better than Neuer. I I'm, I I want to say he's better than Ter Stegen because Barcelona is doing squat right now in La Liga, let alone the Champions League. I think Kevin Trapp is the best keeper right now, and he should he deserves the number one shirt. But I mean, it, you also got to think about the conditions. Like Trapp probably wasn't able to catch the ball because it was so wet outside. Um, I mean. The, the conditions didn't go in their favor. I mean, you can tell right there it was a five-goal game, you know. And, yes, it was an off day. I mean, our keeper's human. I mean, thank God. At least he's not a robot. You know, we can't get caught for that, for, like, you know, cheating in a sense and just creating, like, by AI robots who could perfect the game. So, I'm glad that our keeper's human. It's good to know, you know. So, kudos yeah. to Kevin Trapp. Yeah, other people are human, including referees, though. I would say that maybe some referees who referee, who are the center referees for certain key matches of the week that do not involve the Eintracht probably should not be involved in refereeing any matches whatsoever. Well, they're I aliens think- by themselves. I mean, who the hell wants to be a referee in the world? Like, I, I, I'm a firm believer there's a planet somewhere out there that you know, just generates refereeing and people who want <laughs> to create order and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I don't understand the profession. I mean, kudos, hats off to them, but there's a little big part of me that thinks that they're all aliens. <laughs> oh goodness me! All right, that's gonna wrap it up for this segment of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Stay with us uh, for our favorite segment closer. Now, because it is time for hashtag, what are we drinking? Matt, what have you brought for us today? Keeping it light today because it's it's Monday night. Had a little bit of a rough weekend. So keeping it light with the Michelob Ultra. Nothing like it. Just kind of refreshing, honestly. There you go. There you go. So I did did get one of those uh, Costco uh, beer advent calendars. And what did I get but a lovely Germanic beer, uh, Festbier style. Um, the artwork on the front is fabulous. We're going to share that on our social media because this is definitely one to look at. But the uh, uh, Schlossbrau 
header is that was uh, pretty good. what I got right here. Schlossbräu. Schlossbräu header. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, this this bad boy is uh, comes in a lovely uh, big can. So uh, I'm uh, guzzling this thing down and kind of regretting uh, the speed of which I am drinking it because uh, that means that it's going to be gone all too soon. So that Hausrin Trunk, that is the technical name of this one uh, from the hitter. Uh, definitely would recommend if you have a chance to get it. Uh, it goes down smooth. Sometimes that's all you need when it's been a long, hard one, uh, day at the office or just following the Eintracht as time has always told us. It, it cures the Mondays. <laughs> it does cure the Mondays. That's going to wrap it up for segment one. We'll be back at Jiffy with segment two. I've paid Eintracht Frankfurt, so stay with. segment two it is time for our favorite segment chris is not here to brag and wax poetically about frown corner thing is man we don't need chris to do the the lauding of uh the eintracht sadly an 86 minute equalizer was a kick in the nuts uh especially the way the first 30 minutes of the game went holy cow five goals i was just like blown away by how much attacking presence that was on display. You know, you had Potsdam take the lead in the first minute, then Eintracht immediately hits back in the second, and then the tenth, the Eintracht hit again. Potsdam in the sixteenth, 29th minute, Eintracht takes the lead. Ah, damn it! If we could not, if we could only have held on to the lead, we'd be currently sitting in the lofty position of. Uh, third as uh, third place. I mean, we're still in fourth place, but it's know, amazing how opposite have... these these people are with, or not these people, I should say, with uh, the men and the women. Where the men are so great, it seems like at the late stages of the game, where the women, you know, poop the bed on this one. <laughs> that in Wolfsburg, if you think thinking back on that, that is three points that uh, the Eintracht could have, and we're talking second place. We're talking Champions League qualification we're talking Wolfsburg's turning around actually no Wolfsburg is turning around behind them because they would be on 23 points if the Eintracht had got had gotten the draw that one right I tried 10 matches in if we had held out for a win here uh, this weekend that's not two points to them another point to the Eintracht with a draw against Wolfsburg though golly if we had pulled out the win oh We'd be yeah, sitting pretty. pretty damn good. But uh, you know what? Look, uh, in fourth place, one point behind Hoffenheim, uh, three points behind league leaders Wolfsburg. But 10 matches to pl- played, 
this is a pretty good situation uh, for the Eintracht Frauen to be in because looking at the remaining schedule before they go into the winter pause, so you got two matches remaining. You got uh, you got Werder Bremen and this weekend, and then you have uh, Sand, uh, yeah, um, bottom of the table Sand, and Bremen has only got eight points from ten matches. It's the haves and the have-nots, and this is these next two matches are where the Eintracht. Honestly, I fully expect six points from the ladies, and I wouldn't be surprised if a Munich, a Wolfsburg, or a Hoffenheim slip up, and we just slot right in and go to the winter break in a comfortable position, knowing that Bayern, Wolfsburg, and uh, Hoffenheim are all in the Champions League and have that additional distraction that they will obviously want to do great in, and uh, yeah. Eintracht Frauen will be able to take advantage of them playing in Europe and us not. Us also not in the Pokal, but, you know, tough pain. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the Frauen, look, this time last year, they were dropping points in matches they should not have been dropping points in. Now they were able to make it to the, the Frauen Pokal final. God, that was a fun one to watch. But look, this, is, this team has obviously learned quite a few lessons from last year's uh, squad. And just a few more tweaks, and you're talking about a team that could be uh, leading the league right now. But, hey, you know what? We can still dream, and the Frauen are making that dream happen. So, well done, ladies, uh, for the progress so far. 22 points from uh, 10 matches. We look forward to uh, kicking our feet up when uh, you get to the Winter Pals, when you have 28 points from 12 matches played. And uh, should the uh, club be allowed to come over to America in the summer for training along with men, you will be celebrated just as heartily by this podcast when we are all in person and able to wrap uh, the figurative uh, hug around you guys because you make us proud. Amen. All right, Matt. There's a little bit of Bundesliga action that happened at the weekend that we have to chuckle at. There were two games that had... Six goal win margins. Uh, Goroyta Firth, poof, kind of, kind of yeah. feel bad for them sometimes. They're getting pumped. Like always... Hoffen- I mentioned Hoffenheim pumped them like in a six-three match, but I mean, yeah, it three goals. And, yeah. Ever read and the Greek mythology? Ever read the Greek mythology? Um, Odysseus. Mm-hmm. Or not Odysseus. I'm sorry, that's completely the wrong one. Um, <laughs> What's the wow, wow, I completely botched that. What's the one with the um here, here talking about Greek mythology, a business major. Um <laughs> the one where it's like a perfect society and then there's one person that's like suffering and that's what keeps it a perfect society. Um That's uh, Gorta Firth right now in the Bundesliga. <laughs> one point. Oof. Not I'm good. just saying, I like I know we got close to uh, having a draw with them, gosh, that was scary, and yet it didn't happen. And I look back on that, and I'm keep on scratching my head, and thinking to myself, and I'm like, there's at this point, there's no shot of that team finishing not in the basement. And you know what? We play them at home. We'll play Bielefeld at home, who are currently in 17th. Um, We're also trash. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're. They're pretty sticking bad. They can have their very, very brief moments against a Bayern where Bayern gets stupid lucky and getting a stupid late. 
goal, but I mean, they're a team who is just you gotta wonder. It's like, hey, you were supposed to have made one or two upgrades in players. What the hell happened? Ah, uh, well. Um, That's a continuous struggle of the Bundesliga, though, where few teams that you know the two to three teams that would get promoted, you know, usually two get relegated again. It's usually two of the same ones. Only one like kind of survives. So that was Bochum. What? Not last. Who was it last year? Um, Union. Oh, BNFL survived. But yeah, skin of their teeth. Skin yep. of their teeth, though. I mean, it was very much last day of the season that they were able to make survival. But, uh, yeah, Bochum, another result for them. Uh, to me, I think that they've been on, ever since playing us, they have been on a bit of a heater for, I mean, their purposes at least. And uh, they're getting a 3-2 victory over Augsburg. To me, I think that they have nearly sealed up. Now, I know, I know, we're just 14 <laughs> matches in, but with with 20 more matches to go, at this point, I'm ready to say, hey, the job is two-thirds done, and you just got to say, you got to coast through the rest of it. And the thing is, this could be a wonderful season for that club. If you're a fan of, if someone is, you know is a fan of that club, they're about to, I mean, still hanging around in the Pokal for a season up and over a decade. They're they're really enjoying it and good on them. Um, teams that we are enjoying getting the shit kicking also are Bruce Hummelch and Gladbach. How they got pumped six goals in the first half and still have kept their manager. I do not know, but hey, a certain former Eintracht right? coach. Yeah, I I look at it from the standpoint that, you know what? If these guys are still in a tailspin, now, remember, they lost the they lost a cone in their local derby, the local uh, Rhine derby, in horrific fashion. I think mm. in like the last 20-ish minutes, they gave up like three goals to Cologne, to Cone, and then you add on these six goals by freaking no, not that Freiburg is a chump team because we've seen they're not. You know, there's a reason why they're in fourth place. But I mean, glad back. You just kind of hope and pray. It- it's just incredible. In, like, in two weeks' time, that uh, there's still going to be crap, so we can kick the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter if we kick the shit out of him or not. I just want the man we do not utter his name anymore. Um, just suffers with the team and realizes how dumb of a choice and how stupid of a project he left to go for another project. But besides that, I mean, in the, in the big picture here, it's just kind of hilarious how. Everyone leaving Frankfurt right now is not doing so well in terms of the parties that have left in the last uh, mm-hmm. in the past summer. You know, um, you know, we mentioned this a little bit, or I mentioned this earlier to you, where you know we have Frankfurt, you know, above well, both Gladbach and Berlin, where Bobic and the man we don't utter his name anymore um, left to, and so it's just and on the same points, and on the same points is a certain team in a certain part of the former East uh, Germany in Silva. Leipzig, but they lost to six, they lost the to Freiburg by six goals and we shut them out to nothing. Like they have no credibility right now. Like 
Like, if, if he were to say anything, like, oh, shame on him. But either way, it's just funny how these decisions were made and it's just everyone else is kind of, you know, regretting this. And it's kind of ironic, too, because now we're starting to find our stride with our depth now and our, you know, our right substitutions and Glasner kind of bringing in the for- the press into the, our attackers' minds. Like, we're looking, we're looking in better shape right now than... Um, the other two teams, in my opinion, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't have said that two, three weeks ago. I'm saying that right now. Agreed. And if you um, what in the first ten matches into the Bundesliga season, you would have thought Stuttgart was on the up and up, and look at where they're at now. They are one point off of the relegation playoff, and have really just been kind of squ- uh, suffering. And there, there's a three. Point gap between 13 and 14 now. Sure, that can be easily bridged, but Gladbach has shown themselves to be quite the fools. Hertha is a mess. Augsburg's not... I mean, they're just not very good. I mean, they have some stability, yes, but they're just not very good. Stuttgart is just having that uh, sophomore slump, I wanna- as they say here. And, you know, then above that... Above that parapet is an Eintracht who has been quite resurgent in the last couple of months. So I'm very pleased with the progress that we have made because we were really kind of down suffering, but we have seen the upwards trajectory, even though this weekend was not, didn't pan out the way that we wanted it to. Yeah, I mean, my prediction of Stuttgart making it to the Europa League is getting quietly, quietly diminished. <laughs> Completely proven wrong. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting Bundesliga tape right now. I mean, it's pretty tight between, you know, Champions League spots, you know, if you look at it from, you know, Hoffenheim's perspective all the way down to us right now, you know, with two Hoffenheim slip-ups and us, you know, we have two wins, you know, we're right up there in fifth, in fifth place, you know, or sorry, fourth place with Freiburg. So it's. It, it's tight right now, you know. It just it just looked ugly in the last couple of weeks because of you know our failures and stuff, and just us being three points away and just you know being that close to the relegation spot. But I don't know. I'm I'm being very optimistic here. I think you know we're gonna have a great game against Fenerbahce. It's gonna work really really well for us. Um, when you know it'll be a nice confidence booster, um, and it will kind of give us a nice you know kind of teaser going into the break because Europa League won't restart until February. You know, we'll only have a couple more games left in the Bundesliga and, you know, things will start to wind down for us. But I think we're going to end the season really, really well. I think, you know, I can totally see, I can honestly see us beating Leverkusen and um, Gladbach, I think, honestly. And then that way we can go right into, um, I think we finished the season off against, who have we not played yet? Oh, Mainz, right? Yep, we still have Mainz. That could be tricky because they've been a, a tricky customer as well. But you know what? Who doesn't want to beat those annoying pesky neighbors? <laughs> uh, no, no more than me. That no one buddy better than me. That's for sure. So talking about opinions, uh, we put it out there on questions for folks to throw out their own opinions uh, for the podcast before we talk about Fenerbahce because I think it's going to be a slam dunk on our end. Um, we have John One With. Uh, all right, hell of a name. Uh, going forward, look better every game, but Miss Silva, shame. Uh, back on great versus Union, but absolutely two brain farts versus Hoffenheim. Disappointed, 
but defense still better than last year. Track playing great. Five points from Europe, eight from uh, Champions League, playing well in UEFA. Gotta be happy with that. I think we're in a really good spot. We've talked about it already here on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, it's only a matter of time before we, um, you know, see more dividends uh, coming to fruition because the way that the season uh, started, you know, we have some teams that we would now say, hey, you know what, we'll take we'll take that victory. Thank you. I'm talking about getting matches against Augsburg and Bielefeld. Unless those guys come out of their winter pause at training camp with, like, fire in their eyes, I'm looking forward to that time of us picking up uh, quite a few points and looking better against teams that we have struggled with uh, over the season. Yeah, it's it's definitely looking like we could be uh, a better away team at the end of the season than we would be a home team because God knows you didn't do well against Cone. We know how Berlin, how fucking Berlin went. I mean, we tied Leipzig, which was good. And then I guess our only two slipouts are really Firth and Bochum, you know. But other than that, I honestly think we're a stronger away team. But we'll find out at the end of the season. Shoot, we'll find out if we're a stronger away team in the next couple of days. Because Eintracht Fenerbahce is up next. Fenerbahce has already sealed their progression as the third place team in the group. Uh, to go to the UEFA Conference League um, by them basically not uh, defe- by them not defeating or getting a draw against Olympiacos, they eliminated themselves from contention for progressing into the Europa League knockout phase. So for them, not as much to play for. Eintracht, shoot, like this is. Some people would say this is a dangerous spot to be in, but this is a spot that I would say be relaxed. Go out, enjoy yourself, and you know, just know you're and you know that you know it's not yeah. live or die with the result per se. Because Olympiacos needs to get a, not just a result but a win, and Eintracht needs to lose for Olympiacos to even leapfrog the Eintracht because of our superior head to head. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely one of those beautiful situations where we have, where our team doesn't have to play with nerves, you know? It's kind of like, hey guys, like, there's 90 minutes on the clock, you have a break at the 45th minute, kick the ball around, have a good time, have a blast, let's, let's give the fans, you know, some, some good soccer here, you know? So, it should definitely be easy on the nerves, you know? Um, I mean, I was just going to ask you, like, what are you predicting here in terms of, like, end of score? I'm a little uh, more positive than at Nor Calbono, who had gotten in contact with us and saying, you know, I'm a big critic of Tuta, but even Haseba was struggling to keep things under control with the back line. This shows how much we miss Hinty. I think that, yes, uh, we are going to see Hinty back. I think that they're going to just say, you know what, let's put our best defensive-minded uh, guys uh, in there. I'm pretty sure we're going to see an Ilsanker appearance. Uh uh, during this match, I think you're going to have uh, uh, Indica, you're going to have uh, Hasebe, you're going to have uh, Hinterreger in the back three, unless we go with the back four, of which Linz is actually 
back healthy. So he, that's another defensive uh, option that you can utilize uh, playing out on the left, uh, fullback, kind of wingback role. If you wanted to go so defensive that you remove Costage from the starting 11 or just, you know, the playing field at that. I think if I was to use a kind of midfield setup, definitely throw the Scandinavians out together with a Paciencia up top. That would be the kind of weirdest of attacking guys through the middle that would throw off that would throw a Fenerbahce side. That they have a lot of guys with experience, but the experience on the other side of 30 that you know what? You just bash bash them upside the head a few times, they're probably just gonna wilt and uh allow our uh, technical superiority to come pay through. So I am stupid optimistic on this one. I think the Eintracht's come away with a 3-1 victory in Turkey. Interesting. I mean, I think I'm going to definitely agree with you on the victory side of things. I'm not going to agree with you on the lineup things at all. I honestly think... <laughs> I honestly think... I, I can see Ilzanker play, but if anything, Ilzanker is going to play for Hasebe. I'm going to keep Tuta in there and Indika. Um, maybe even go in the back forward, see if we can provide some more rehab for Christopher Lentz. But I don't see us playing Hinty until after the Christmas break. I mean, the guy's beat up. This is the longest break he's had since... God, his Augsburg days, you know. Um, because, you know, he was busy in the Europa League. You know, he's got a torn labrum now. So... Um, I think we just have him on the bench just in case for situations like that, just because we need his shoulder to heal a little bit more so he can be a little bit be more dominant and be more confident when he goes into 50-50 tackles, like shoulder-shoulder um, and kind of stuff. So uh, I think we're going to kind of go with the same lineup. I mean, I don't, I don't see us really making any changes. I think we're going to play for the first, um, you know, for the first place spot, just so that we don't have that odd chance of us, you know, matching up with fucking, you know, with our luck, would be but Barcelona, you know. So, um, <laughs> it's fuck I'm not, me. I'm not that knock of wood. Holy crap! Exactly. Christ exactly. on a bike. The but, thing is, the thing is that could happen. Like in theory. The Barcelona could finish in third and drop down into the Europa League knockout phase, and wouldn't that be fun if we played them in the semifinal stage? Yeah, I mean the Camp No. Well, not even semifinal fun. stage, like round sixteen or round thirty-two. Oh, oh, oh screw that! No, 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 no. We're we're gonna we're gonna get all the way to the semifinals before we face off against a giant. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? All Who right. knows? That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. I'd like to thank Matt for joining me on episode 198. Matt, it's been great having you back. It's been fun. And, uh, yeah, considering the fact that the Eintracht uh, came away with a loss and the far one had a, a kind of late, uh, very, very late draw, coming away still smiling about this episode. It's been great having you yeah. back. Yeah. I know it was fun. It was good, but it. I think up. I think we have things going up and up here with the uh, the team. So I think that's why we're also optimistic right now. So true, true that. Well, ways that you can get in, Matt. Where can we get in contact with you in the social media landscape of the world? Yeah, you can find us on find me on the Twitter at wag underscore m eight, and then you can follow us on the Instagram page at hey Eintracht Frankfurt. <laughs> there you go yeah definitely give the uh, hey I Frankfurt uh, 
follow on Instagram. Uh, you'd be surprised by the amount of people who actually do follow us and do like our posts from time to time. Uh, not that everyone can see who does all the liking, but you would seriously be surprised by who is. And like, we're not even trying to like blow our horns here. Like, it's, 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 it's crazy how much more engagement we have from like people in the organization and on the team than we do with our fans. So there we go. There we go, folks. That's I'm just all waiting for that blue check mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe a few more followers later. You can also follow us on Twitter at uh, HEFpod, facebook.com slash HEFpod is where we post all the English language articles and news and information covering the Eintracht Frankfurt all in one convenient location. So uh, follow us there. Um, get a look-see at all the latest news and information covering this team and occasionally We'll do a, a fun contest drop as we have done in recent times. But yeah, we have, uh, if anyone can uh, count, uh, I mentioned episode 198. Uh, you'll also see on your timeline. We are coming up on episode 200. We will give the opportunity out for some folks, uh, some longtime listeners, to be able to say what their favorite uh their favorite uh, moments, their favorite interview, their favorite segments are of this podcast as we near episode 200. And uh, yeah, we'll come out with an extra special edition uh, of podcast when it is we are ready to release for episode 200. I look forward to that more so than anything else. All right. So, Matt, it's been great having you back. And uh, what, what, should, what should the fans do in the meantime? Stay pray, safe, folks. Pray for Thursday. <laughs> yeah, pray, pray for Thursday. Pray let's get for another Thursday. win. Let's get exactly. back on the winning track. Winning track and more more of that UEFA money. Might as yeah. well squeeze them for what the squeeze the stone for what it's worth. <laughs> I, want it. I want it all. All right, all right everyone. Uh, we'll catch you on episode 199. Until then, stay safe and choose. Thank God, at least he's not a robot. You know, we can't get caught for that, for like, you know, cheating. I, I, I'm a firm believer there's a planet somewhere out there that generates refereeing. There's a little big party of me that thinks that they're all aliens. Hey, I'm